Welcome back to the Rachel Holloman Show podcast, where taking control of your life has never been more satisfying, fun, and simple. Speaking of simple, we're going to simplify how to manage your money today. So I hope everybody's mm-hmm. ready because we're going to really dive deep into this. And, uh, you know, some things you may already know, but uh, if you didn't, then stay tuned. Yeah, I'm super excited to be talking about this today. And over the past few months, John and I have really caught an interest in finances. Ever since John has stumbled across Dave Ramsey, we have been loving talking about finances, whereas before, eh, not so much. But before we jump into the whole money topic today, I wanted to jump into the Thrive Bible once again. If you do have your Thrive Bible, um, we will be turning to page 1153. If you don't, that's totally fine. We're going to be reading in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8, and this devotion is called Wherever Your Treasure Is. Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. The love letter from God says, Beloved child, I have provided everything you need. I never want you to put your faith in your money. You should place your faith in me alone. You can bring glory to me and protect your heart by using the financial gifts I have blessed you with to help others. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Money can't buy you peace of mind or purpose for living. You have to make a choice. You can hold on to your riches on earth, which will be your reward, Or you can let go of what you can't take with you and invest wisely in my kingdom. Wherever you'll be rewarded, both now and forever. Love your heavenly father. The reflection says, One way to know what you value most is to track where you spend your time and money. It's easy to say we love God and want to see his work accomplished on earth, but it isn't until we invest fully, both financially and personally, in God's kingdom, work, that our faith is truly put into action. God doesn't need our money to accomplish his work. It's an offering, an act of obedience that frees us from being controlled by our finances, which ultimately belong to God. The treasure of truth says, what you invest your time and money in defines what you really value. I think that's really like a good thing to lead us into our talk today because, you know, just saying how generous you need to be with your money and you know, where your money lies, like what you put your money into, that's going to show like where your heart is too. Yeah, definitely. And ever since we stumbled across Dave Ramsey, I really feel like that's really been brought into light where we're putting our money and our time into because Dave Ramsey's principles, um, if you guys don't know about Dave Ramsey, um, he's this awesome financial coach, guru, mentor, whatever you would like to call him. He's created these seven baby steps that we live by and they are just awesome. I mean, they- They're definitely life-changing. They're definitely life-changing. By no means are they easy, um, but definitely worth it. And his principles are all biblical, which John and I really, you know, enjoy that because we are Christian. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that was one thing that really like kind of drew me into Dave Ramsey's plan and stuff like that um, was just that not only is he like a finance guy, but 
he's a Christian and a lot of his principles are based on, you know, what we, what we learn about money in the Bible. Um, one that I really like about <clears throat> that Dave teaches is he teaches you to be gazelle intense when mm. it comes to paying off debt, saving yeah. up money, paying off your house, um, you know, just working hard to get to achieve your goals. And he calls that intensity gazelle intense. Yes, he does. And that is a reference from Proverbs chapter 6, verse 5. It says, Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the hand of the fowler. So, like, if you really put your mind in that place, like you're a gazelle, and there is a hunter, a man hunting you, think of how intense it is to get away from that hunter. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just you're going to make all the right moves, run as fast as you can, um, try to have such evasion just to be able to escape with your life. And when you put that into perspective of what you need to do with your money, I mean, that that changes the game right there. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know, just having that plan. I mean, you need to have a plan to be successful. You need to know action steps to be successful, you know, Um, and that's exactly what Dave teaches through his, and this is not sponsored by Dave Ramsey, just saying, which it was, (laughs) (laughs) but you need action steps to help you achieve your goals and having those action steps will help you stay on track and help you basically stay encouraged in the journey because it can definitely get discouraging if you are gazelle intense. Like, yeah, it sounds awesome. I'm gazelle intense. I'm going for this. I got this. But really, in all actuality, being in this whole process for a little over a year, or we're coming up on a year, um, it hasn't been easy, guys. Like, it's definitely been so worth it. But we're going to kind of talk about today our story, kind of where we are with our finances right now, and just kind of share that with you guys because maybe you're in the same boat that we are. Yeah, and also, like, you know, just being, I mean, we really jumped into Dave's plan pretty much right after we got married. So, you know, as newlyweds, like, it, it really challenged us and made us grow together in a way that we probably wouldn't have if we weren't, you know, grinding so hard, working long hours and, you know, pinching pennies on on a tight budget so we can, you know, get this debt paid off. And, you know, also when you're when you're talking about this, I think that you really have to understand your why. Yeah. Um, Anthony O'Neill, who's a a Ramsey personality, he always says uh, something along the lines of if your why doesn't make you cry, your lack of commitment will make you cry. And basically just saying, like, you have to dig deep and you have Mm -hmm. to really have a a reason. Like, whether, you know, if you're you're single, you know, your goal is something in your career. So you want to get out of debt so you can have enough money to start your own business and, and be your own boss or, you know, something like that. Or it could go deeper. It could be because no one in your family has ever reached a million dollars or no one in your family has ever paid off their college debt or ever paid off their house, like stuff like that, that's, you know, changing your family tree. I think that Mm -hmm. can be a good place to start if you're looking for your why. Oh yeah, definitely. And kind of just jumping into our story. um, I went to college, John didn't. So naturally I had student debt um, because I went out of state and boy, are student loans something else. You know, when you're young and naive, you don't really think about that stuff going into college. 
you know, you just think of, oh, you know, I'm going to have such a great four years. I'm going to meet great people. I'm going to go and do what I want to do there and all this stuff. But then it's like, after graduation day, what is it? Six months after you have to start paying back. Six those months after, yeah. Six. What did I say? Six months. Yep. Yeah. Six months after you have to start paying those student loans, whether you're making that minimal payment each month or you're just diving deep into it and making big payments, you have to start paying it off somehow. And my parents basically gave me the torch after I graduated, and they helped me a lot with paying off interest on my loans. And so once they gave me the torch, I was. Was like, okay, that is a lot of money I need to pay off. I'm just going to pay off minimal payments each month because that's what I can afford right now. And at the time I was just dating John, like, or I don't think we had even met or we had met, we were just friends. Right. And then we, you know, eventually started dating. Um, so I was just making minimal payments. And then it really wasn't until like John was saying, we got married, you know, becoming one, becoming one with your finances as well, which John won't be touching on um, because we are passionate about that. Um, It's very important that when you get married, you do combine your finances. So as soon as we combined our finances, you know, obviously he saw the debt and he knew that he was marrying into debt. It was no longer just my debt. It was our debt. And so that's when you stumbled across Dave Ramsey. I don't really know how you did. Well, we didn't really stumble across. It was actually your Aunt Elizabeth that Introduced Dave Ramsey to yeah, us. Yeah, that's right. She did introduce mm-hmm. it to us because um, I think she was listening to him on the radio because he's had a radio show for years. Years, yeah. And I think, you know, you took the initiative because we were in Pennsylvania at the time when she was telling us about it. And, you know, she's telling us about him and it sounded great. So John was like, let's just check out his podcast, you know, when we drive back to North Carolina. And then we were hooked. Well, it wasn't that simple. (laughs) You were hooked, I would say. I was hooked. So, you know, one thing in Dave's kind of his studies, he says that, you know, in in a relationship, in a marriage, usually one person is the free spirit and one person is the nerd. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. at times we both are both. Yeah. But I think when we started out, mm-hmm. I was definitely the nerd, and I, I still am. Like I'm the numbers guy. I you know I love keeping up with the budget, and Rachel does a good job of keeping up with the budget also. But I really like just enjoy it. Like it's fun for me. Yeah. Um. So it, you know, as soon as we started listening to it, I was hooked. So it took a little bit for for Rach to catch on and really get on the same track, but. I mean, this is something you guys got to understand if you're married listening to this. Um, You have to be on the same track or you won't have any traction. You cannot get anywhere going separate ways. No, not at all. I mean, it's just not going to work. And and we couldn't get started on our, you know, being debt-free journey until Rach got on board, which obviously, you know, she was. She just wasn't as fired up about it as I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but you definitely have to be on the same track. That's so important. So important. Yeah. And our why made it easier for me to just get on board and want to start as soon as possible, create a budget because our why was becoming debt free as soon as possible so that we could buy a home and we could start a family, like all things that we're super excited about and being able to keep that money each month instead of just giving our money away to, you know, paying off debt, being able to accumulate wealth and save was definitely, you know, part of our why as well. So why don't you dive a little bit deeper just to kind of let let whoever's listening know more about our why and why that is our plan to, you know, how you laid it out to um, get out of debt, buy a home, 
you know, start a family. Like, why, why is that important? Is, I mean, is that uh, a plan that Dave Ramsey shows? Or, I mean, like, elaborate a little bit on that. I mean, ever since I was, like, young, I wanted to be married. I wanted to become a mom. So, like, it's just stuff I'm super passionate about. And also, with raising, you know, our kids and all of that and not having any of that debt, that's something that's super important to us because we want to be in a good place financially before we bring other, you know, people into the world. (laughs) Little people. Little people into the world. (laughs) You know, we want to set them up for success. We want to be able to set them up right. We want to be able to, you know, help them save for college and all of this stuff. But in order to set them up right and set them up for success, we need to be in a right place with our finances. Mm. That's really good. That's And that's the kind of why that will drive you to accomplish whatever goal you have set in front of you. And, you know, I think that's, you know, it really speaks volumes to to how we're able to do what we've been able to do the last, what, year, year and a half almost? I mean, yeah. we've, we've been on this journey for a little while now. So, yeah, you can definitely see the fruits of our labor starting to pay off now. Um, we're a little over halfway through our debt journey, and hmm. um, it, it's a grind, y'all. It is. It's definitely a grind, but we see the big picture, and it will be worth it. And that's what helps, I think, with you know, everything is really thinking about the bigger picture. Like on the days where, you know, you don't want to work super hard, you don't want to grind, you don't want to do all of that, you know, just going back to your why, going back to the bigger picture, why the heck am I doing this? That will help, I promise you, because with picking up extra hours, with working extra jobs, like it is very tiring and it can be very discouraging. Like it seems like you're almost in a hamster wheel half the time. Like I'm working so hard, but I'm not seeing the fruit of my labor right now. And like what we shared a couple episodes ago, we were able to pay off half of our student loans. And that was amazing. Like we paid off Navian. Now we're on first mark. We're halfway done and we're projected to be done paying off all debt in December, which is like super crazy to think about. Yeah. And that, you know, I was paying off, I was paying off like 80, $88 a month before all of this, before we got married. Which sometimes was not even the monthly interest that was due y'all. Yeah. It was bad. Like I was not paying off any student debt. Like no principal was being paid off. No principal at all. It was just the interest in that. And it's nothing like, that's just what she was able to do at the time. And, Mm -hmm. And she wasn't aware of you know, that she actually wasn't paying off any of the principal at the time. She just thought, well, I'm making my payments. But, you know, I think that happens to a lot of people. Like, they just pay the minimum payment, and then they realize, crap, I'm not even paying off all the interest that's building up. So not only am I giving money to these people, but the principal is getting larger and larger, so I'm owing more money, and I'm giving them money, because that's just how interest works. And it's crazy how it compounds, and it's just it's mm-hmm. it's sad to see it grow when people aren't aware of that. Yeah, all I have to say is knowledge is power, and that's what I really appreciate with going through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Like I'm learning so much. John and I are learning so much stuff that I hadn't known before, and I really wish they taught us this stuff in school, like stuff like life principles stuff that's going to help us in the real world. Because really, I knew nothing about this, and thanks to John, like he really set us up right with learning what we needed to be successful with. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's definitely something that kids, you know, you need to be taught this at a young age. But before we get too deep into this, let's run you guys through the baby steps just so it's not just something that, you know, we're really um, talking about and you're like, well, what what is all this? So well, let's lay it out for you real quick. So there's seven baby steps. 
Baby step one is save $1,000 for your starter emergency fund. All right, we know $1,000 isn't much, all right? So the, the reason for that is so you are scared a little bit, and you're like, wow, I only have $1,000 in the bank? Uh, what if something crazy happens? Well, I mean, $1,000 can prevent a lot of emergencies, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but it won't, that's going to keep you gazelle intense also because you don't have a huge cushion to keep falling back on. Right. Um, baby step two, pay off all your debt except the house if you have a, a mortgage, using the debt snowball. What's the debt snowball? Tell them what it is. Okay, so um, a lot of financial guys n- not named Dave Ramsey like to use the debt avalanche. Now, the difference between the debt snowball and the debt avalanche is the debt avalanche says pay off the whatever loans you have that have the biggest interest rate on them, um, which mathematically, yes, that is correct. Um, but Dave uses the debt snowball. So what Dave says is you pay off the smallest total loan amounts first. So if you have, say you have three credit cards, one's $1,000, one's $5,000, and one's $10,000. He wants you to pay them off in that order, smallest to largest. And the reason being is Dave says, listen, I know the math tells you to do it the other way, the debt avalanche, but this isn't a math problem. This is a behavior problem. Mm -hmm. It's all about building personal momentum and mental momentum. Yeah. Um, because when you see, wow, I've paid off $1,000. Now I only have the $5,000 credit card left and then the 10000 one. You're like, wow, I can. It gives, you, like, it gives you confidence that you can do this thing. And it's mm-hmm. all about momentum. And then you're going to get more intense and you're going to save more. You're going to work more hours. You're going to deliver more pizzas. Do whatever mm-hmm. you got to do. Mm-hmm. So it's all about momentum. Yeah. That's baby step two. Baby step three, once you're out of debt, um, you will save three to six months of your expenses, and we'll call that your fully funded emergency fund. You don't touch this if you want to just go out on the town or go out with the boys or have a girls' night or whatever. This is emergencies, big things that happen in your life. You get in a car wreck, you go buy a used car, um, you know, whatever may happen, your fridge breaks. You can buy a new fridge. Those kind of emergencies. And how do you know how much your expenses are? How do you know how to save up three to six months of expenses? You have a budget. And we're going to get into that after the baby steps. Yeah. But that was baby step number three. Baby step number four. Invest 15% of your household income in retirement. Now, this is after you have your emergency fund because you want to make sure that you and your family are safe and stable if anything were to happen. Then after that, you start investing. Now, notice investing wasn't mentioned in the first three steps because when you're in debt and you realize you're in debt, you stop all investing. Now, now you don't pull out of your 401k or, or IRA. You don't pull money out of that. Whatever money you've already saved for those accounts, you leave them there, okay, because if you take them out, you're going to get taxed like 35% from the government for early pull, for pulling it out early because that's a penalty if you're not 59 and a half, I believe it is. No, I'm sorry, 62. But anyways, um, yeah, so you don't, you don't pull your money out of your retirement accounts. You just stop putting more money into them for a while. We call that pausing, okay? We're just going to pause it for a while till we get out of debt. And 15% is going to be your gross. You're going to invest 15% of your gross income. And that's baby step four. 
Baby step five is you're going to save for your children's college fund. If you have kids or if you're, you know, hoping to have kids in the future, um, ways you can do this is like a 529. Um, you can actually um, invest into mutual funds in, if, you are, if you already have a child in their name once they have a social security number. And once they turn 18, um, you could do what's called an UPMA and you can transfer it from, it's basically just transfer from the minor to now they're an adult and then it's officially in their name if you just want to do some good mutual funds. But a 529 is great because um, it's just easy to transfer the money around in a 529. If you have another kid that wants to go to college, maybe that kid that you were investing for didn't want to go to college or you can actually use it for anyone in your immediate family for school. You can not only use it for college, but private schools coming up through, you know, elementary, middle, and high school also. So that's a really good thing to do when you're in baby step five. Baby step six. All right. We mentioned pay off all debt except the house and baby step two, if you had a mortgage, well, baby step six is all about paying off that mortgage early. Okay. Nobody wants to be slave to the lender for 30 years and a 30 year mortgage. If you are able to put away an extra hundred a month or extra five hundred a month or you know whatever you can do to try to pay off your home early, and that's baby step six. So once you've done all of that, you're debt free, you're investing into your retirement, you're investing for your children's education, you have no mortgage. What's mm-hmm. next? There can't be anything next, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Baby step seven, and this is the most important one in my opinion because this is what you're working for all these years in baby step six. You're working for baby step seven, and that is to build wealth and be extremely generous. And the last part is the most important. Be extremely generous. Mm -hmm. You have got to give money to those in need and give your money to people that are are really struggling or or give it to the church. I mean, you should always be giving at least 10% to the church if you're a Christian and you believe like Rachel and I do and like Dave Ramsey does. Um, But yeah, you know, if you see somebody in need, you've done all this work to have this wealth. You've put yourself in a great position to help people. And I I think Mm -hmm. you just really have to be open-handed with your money in that when it comes to that. Yeah, and something that Dave Ramsey says that I love and John loves as well is you want to live like no one else so then later you can live and give like no one else. I love that. Yeah, giving is super, super important to Dave Ramsey, super important to us. I just love that. I can't wait until we get to baby step seven. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be kind of surreal when we do get there, but... uh... Yeah, I mean, you just you have to enjoy the journey also, and we're definitely doing that. Yeah, for sure. So you'll appreciate, once you get to Baby Step 7, you'll appreciate it that much more just to see how hard you worked and all you've done to get to that place. I feel like I've done a lot of talking. I need, like, a coffee break or something. (laughs) (laughs) And we told you guys that we were going to pick somebody who left a rating and review about the podcast or who went ahead and shared it on their social media platforms. And we did choose someone. We chose Anna. So Anna, thank you so much for leaving a rating and review on the podcast. Shout out Anna. Yeah, she got her free coffee. So I hope you enjoy that, Anna. And maybe we'll be doing that again in the future. Hey, I mean, there's only one way to find out. Just leave us a review and a rating and you might have a free coffee in your inbox one day. I don't know. Very true.
But like John was saying, we're going to get into talking about a budget now. A budget is so important. Oh my goodness. This was life-changing for me once we started and with the whole Dave Ramsey baby steps and all you know he talks about budgeting obviously and he gives you the tools that you need to be successful and he created this app called every dollar again not sponsored in any way it's just something that John and I use and we live by love it so 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 much and basically every dollar is a budgeting app that you get and you have all these different categories. You can even make your own also. You can make your own also, yes. All these different categories though of what you spend on a monthly basis, you know, utilities, fun money, miscellaneous, gas, electric, like all of these different things. And before each month starts, John and I have a budget committee meeting, basically laying out the groundwork of what that month is going to look like, how much money we want to allocate to each category. Again, very important because what you want is a zero-based budget. You want to know where every dollar is going in, you know, with what you're bringing in. You want to know where every dollar is going. That's why I love what this budgeting app is called every dollar every dollar has a job yes and with a budget it really does take about three months to get into a rhythm of it it took us about that long yeah just because it is new and maybe you know you're allocating a little bit too much money in one you know area or maybe not enough um which by the way when it comes to food you should probably budget more than you think you'll use because you spend more money in food than you think and we (laughs) we found that out quickly Yeah, for sure. And like John was talking about earlier in the episode, you have the nerds and you have the free spirits. (laughs) And the nerds really enjoy doing a budget. And yeah, John is such a nerd. I love you, babe, but you're a nerd. I know. I embrace it. (laughs) And I appreciate that he loves doing the budget. Like, yeah, I enjoy it, but not like him. He really stays on top of it. And what we do is whenever we spend money, you know, whenever we go out and we make a purchase or something is drafted out of our account for bills or whatever, we go in, we manually go into our every dollar budgeting app and we put that in. Mm-hmm. And that's what's cool about every dollar also is if um, you pay this little subscription, which isn't much, I don't even remember how much it is now, but you can get the smart dollar version of the app and it actually links to your bank account. So you never miss a transaction because whenever a transaction hits your account, it hits your every dollar app also, which is really cool and really kind of helps keep you accountable and make sure you're putting every item in your budget that that comes through. And I also want to touch on the whole free spirit too, um, because John was talking about that. And sometimes the free spirit like myself can feel controlled by the budget. And not going to lie, I do feel like that sometimes. But it's super important to remember that a budget gives you control and freedom. I mean, it doesn't stifle you from that. And it's all about how you look at it because... Y'all, once we started doing a budget and, you know, we decided how much we wanted to put into each category, it gave me freedom to spend because I knew how much had to go into that category. It gave me freedom to spend and not go over, you know, I knew exactly how much I needed to spend for everything. And that's also setting yourself up for success as well. So you don't go into debt, which is not what you want to do. A budget will keep you from that if you do it correctly. And same thing with the emergency fund. You know, the emergency fund is there. So when something big happens, 
you know, a disaster happens, there's a catastrophe, you have funds there to cover that without pulling out a credit card and going back into debt that you just came out of. Um, so, you know, you definitely want to have that emergency fund because, by the way, you don't have a credit card anymore. If you're following Dave Ramsey's plan, as he says, you've had plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah, and and honestly, this came to a shock, as a shock to me, when he was talking about no credit cards. I was like, what? What does that mean? You know, why? Why not? Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think the reason why is because, again, you have that mindset that, oh, well, I'm getting paid Friday, but I want to make this purchase on Monday. I'll just put it on my credit card. It's dangerous. Like, it's so dangerous. That's the trap that the credit card companies want you to fall into. Yeah. Um, because all it takes is you already spent that money. So then when your paycheck comes, well, then you spend that money on something else and you don't have enough to pay your credit card bill. So then what happens? You don't make your credit card bill payment on time. Your interest starts stacking up. You start owing more than what you actually should have paid for that with cash. Yeah. So you have to be really careful there. And, hey, have plastic surgery. Cut those plastic cards up. Get them out of here. Yeah. I like my debit card. I don't go into debt with my debit card. I pay with my debit card because I know I have the money that I need on that. And, you know, I'm not going to go into debt because I don't have enough. Nope. Yep, and you never spend more than you have with a debit card. That's the that's the beauty of it. Exactly. So make it make life easier on yourself. Don't go into debt simply because you have a plastic card that allows you to buy whatever you want whenever you want. Um, okay. You know you do have to set some boundaries for yourself, and it's probably not going to be comfortable. But boundaries are important. They're healthy. You know, and if you want to thrive and be successful in your financial journey, you need to take these necessary steps to do so. And you know, it's it does seem a little harsh it seemed a little harsh at first for me but you know coming out of this you know like a year later and just seeing the progress so far it's it's really really awesome yeah really awesome and Rach has actually done um I believe you did a podcast episode about budgeting and like getting groceries and stuff like that on a budget. Didn't you do one a while back? Yeah, I did. So definitely go ahead and check that out because I talk about how we shop weekly for our groceries, how much we spend, how much we save, where we shop. That definitely makes a difference. A huge difference. And I'm not talking about like Whole Foods and then going to Walmart and saying, oh, well, Walmart's cheap. Yeah, Walmart is cheaper than Whole Foods, but Walmart still has stuff that's overpriced. Definitely. We do our shopping at Aldi, and Aldi's great. Like, there, there are things we find at Walmart that sometimes are three or four times the price of what it is at Aldi. And honestly, guys, like, there's really no difference in the quality of food. There's really not. Uh, Dave Ramsey's daughter, I know we're talking about Dave a lot, but Dave Ramsey's <laughs> daughter, Rachel Cruz, actually came out with a little IGTV the other day where she's basically um, comparing food from Aldi versus another store. And she has to guess which one is which, which one tastes better, and a lot of what she said was better was from Aldi. So it just goes to show you, you don't need to spend a lot of money on things that you can get even cheaper and they taste the same. So yeah, I did a whole podcast episode on our grocery shopping. So you should definitely go ahead and check that out. And I might even do an updated one because I feel like we've made some some changes in how we are grocery shopping and going about that because we're, we're spending even less um, a month than we used to, which is even crazier, I think. Yeah, and it just speaks to volumes about how you were saying it takes three months to get into a rhythm with your budget. And it definitely, like, it took us some time to really kind of understand um, 
how much we needed to allocate for which category and stuff like that. And I think as we're doing this, we were like, okay, well, we can actually, we can, we can do a little less here. We can do a little less there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to encourage you guys just to not look at this as, as this, oh my gosh, this is, this is so much going on that they're talking about. I don't know if I can do this. No, like you can do this. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's hard. I'm not telling you it's easy. Rachel's not telling you it's easy. Like it is hard and this is, a, this is definitely a grind. Um, but it's definitely worth it. And you'll thank yourself later because, I mean, just kind of lay it out like this. If if you just make your minimum payments for the next 20 years, if you have student loans, um, you've gone nowhere in 20 years. In fact, your debt has increased. And we have found out that in two years, we'll have our debt paid off by paying way more than what the minimum payment is. Um, and is that hard? Yes. But Actually, we're saving a ton of money if you look at it in the in the big picture. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And if you guys have any questions about what we talked about today, feel free to reach out to the Rachel Holloman Show podcast Instagram, and we will be, you know, super stoked to answer any questions that you guys might have. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I've learned a lot in this past year and John has as well. And we're still on the journey to be learning more, but we can give you any advice that, you know, we possibly can that we've learned so far. So we'd be happy to do so, but thank you guys so much for listening today. Yeah. And even if there's stuff we didn't really get to touch on today, um, I know it was still a lengthy podcast, even with what we talked about, but there was still, there's still a lot of stuff that we would love to talk about some more with you. Um, so if there's something that you're thinking about that you're in a situation you want some advice on or or whatever the case may be, um, yeah, definitely shoot that over to us because, you know, I feel like we have a pretty good wealth of knowledge here when it comes to finances, thanks to Dave and just doing our own personal research and stuff. And it's definitely something we're very passionate about. And we're also really passionate about helping people, especially you guys who are listening, supporting us. So definitely comment, let us know, send us a message on Instagram and ask us any questions you have. And we'll be happy to try to help you out the best we can. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified every time a new podcast, a new episode on the podcast is out. Again, every Wednesday, a new episode comes out on the podcast. But until next week, we hope you guys have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you guys later. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Rachel Holloman Show podcast. I have so much fun doing this. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast and leave a rating review so we can hear from you. All of you are awesome. Thank you so much for listening.